Gone for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. Hey, good morning, y'all. And welcome to another episode of Nova Thoughts. I am your host, Nova Luxurious. Um, been gone for a while, y'all. So I uh, had to, had to clear my head, had to, um, get, do some personal things. And, you know, I just need to take a break. I was working. I've been in my band doing some music. So, you know, just been a lot going on, but we're going to go ahead and get this started. If you want to follow me, I am on Instagram at Nova underscore luxurious. Um, I have now changed my Twitter <laughs> to at Nova luxurious on Twitter. And you can also find me on SoundCloud at Nova luxurious N O V A L U X U R I O U S. <sighs> now that we've gotten that out the way, I have hope. I hope everybody has been taking care of themselves and living their best lives. Since this, uh, since my last podcast, I saw Black Panther, um, bought a whole, a whole tub of shea butter specifically for that. Cause I was feeling very, honey, I greased myself up and I was shiny and smelling good, honey, and just end up being black and excellent. It was marvelous the movie is everything i'm not gonna do a review because everybody's doing reviews and everybody is you know we we were past that but i will say that if you haven't if you know still late in the game you know i get it i understand people just sometimes people just don't rush to the movies right away so if you are you know still haven't seen it and it's still in your local theater i advise you just take if you got a little extra coin a little extra time Go and go and get you um your little fix of Black Panther. It's really good. It's a really good movie. Can't wait to see what they do with that franchise. You know the MCU has really been stepping their their pussies up. You know, knock on wood. Thank God, because I don't want them to get you know fuck up and do and, and go backwards. So we just gonna keep them in prayer that they keep doing better and doing more. I'm waiting on this X-Men, honey. I'm just hoping, I'm praying, honey. I'm praying that they get it right. Because that's all I want. I want these hoes to get it the fuck right. Um, What's been going on with my week? This week has been very... I'm trying to like think. This week has been very chill for me. Um, These past... Well, actually, I think I, have, I haven't talked to you guys in two weeks. So, yeah. These past two weeks have been very chill. Like I said, I... Just been getting some personal projects done. I shot a music video. It will be out very fucking soon. Why am I saying fucking so much? It'll be out very soon. Um, I'm just uh, talking with the director and the editor now. Just getting the final tweaks and things together. And we're going to get that rolling on out on my YouTube. Which is also Nova. Lux is what my YouTube is. If you want to follow me on YouTube, it's N-O-V-A-L-U-X. Um, so we're just going to hop right in. Um, I mean, I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of current events. Um, we're still dealing with, uh, I think the main three that have really caught my attention have been, you know, this whole debate with the schools giving teachers guns um, and that whole thing about, you know, gun, the gun, gun reform, gun control. 
Um, my thoughts are the same, honey. We don't, you don't need to be walking around. You, you know, I, I feel like people should have the right to bear arms if they need be. Um, you don't need an AR-15 to be, you know, you don't need that. You can get you a nice little Smith and Wesson pistol, nine, nine millimeter, whatever, you know, any of those, but you know, assault rifles, the only rifles that anyone needs is a 12 gauge. And that's if you live in the country and you hunt for your food and things. Other than that, girl, you don't need to be out here, uh, walking around your local grocery store with a, with an AR-15 strapped to your back. Like it's cute. I said that on my last podcast, but it's just, it, it, I still agree with that. You know, that's something that's not needed. Um, you know, now President Trump and, and company are talking about arming teachers um, with guns in the classroom because that's <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, and since that idea has been proposed, I think there has been a teacher here in Georgia, actually, that went crazy and locked himself in his room and was firing off shots. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. And he just the only thing, only thing that got killed was a window. So thankfully nothing happened. Like he didn't really go in, but it's like, yeah, do we really need, you know, teachers, some of the most underpaid, stressed out as people with guns. Do we really think that that's a good idea? These motherfuckers think that it's a good idea. Um, on top of that, you got motherfuckers. There's a church in Philly or Pennsylvania that did a gun blessing ceremony. Listen, these these motherfuckers are going crazy out here. Okay, these motherfuckers are really. <laughs> I don't know if y'all realize it, girl, but y'all doing the works of the devil, girl. I mean, I don't want to say that I'm not religious. I'm a spiritual person, and I feel like I'm very spiritually in tune with, you know. Just in general, I, I feel like I'm I'm pretty good on that tip. You know, I can sense when some shit ain't right. And, you know, my spirit is not... All this is just like y'all girls are out here really on some end of days. Like, demon, this is some evil shit. Like, I really start to believe there is a demon in that administration. <laughs> and, in, and, and around these parts that has corrupted these people, honey. Uh... Blessing guns, honey. Yes, this church in, in Pennsylvania had a gun blessing ceremony. Um, AR-15s at that. Um, I don't mean, I don't know. AR-15s and these type of guns. I have been, you know, killing people with them. You know, these folks out here getting mauled down and you want to bless this, this shit. And while I understand the argument that, you know, it's the person behind the gun, but still, that gun is meant for combat like army war combat like that type of gun an ar-15 is not meant for civilian that kind of thing like no I, it's not meant for civilian use and they really should like you know no and if you in you know i get that there are people who are gun enthusiasts i just feel like you know there needs to be a lot more stipulations on you know if you want to collect you some guns if you're a gun enthusiast if you're somebody that you know, you know, people collect everything. People collect dolls. I collect dolls, comic books, and action figures. So I get it that you know, if you if your fascination is guns and you want to, you know, you just want your little display case with all different types of weaponry and low key, you know, in case the world goes to shit, you can pull it out at any time. But um, 
you know, that's fine, but there needs to be like in Japan, honey, in Japan, it's really, <laughs> I won't say it's not worth the trouble of having a gun, but they really make it so that, okay, girl, if you're going to own this gun, we're going to really put you through it, bitch. We're going to, you got to have inspections. You got to, you know, every year or every so many years, they inspect your ass. I think it's every year. And, you know, you got to do all this paperwork. You got to do, I mean, it's a, it's a full process. So I feel like it should be a full process over here. It don't make no sense that that young man went into that store and got a gun just all willy nilly without really doing the proper paperwork or anything and was able to go in that school and shoot up in people's, you know, that just don't make no sense to me. Um, but yeah, they want to arm your teachers and these motherfuckers is out here blessing guns. This is some evil shit. Y'all, um, we might be up against some uh, supernatural forces, honey. Demons. Demons and devils. Huh. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, there was another situation with... Uh, there was a teacher. I think her name is Diana Volovich. Polovich. Dolovich. Something of itch. It itches. <laughs> um, itchy bitch. I don't know. Um, Diana Volatich. I think that's her name. Diana Volatich. Um, in Florida, she's a teacher by day, white supremacist podcast, uh, host by night. Uh, she's out and, and out here inserting her views in her curriculum, you know, on the low and it was found out and, you know, she's been suspended, but it took people making a big, big fuss about it and, ma and making national news for people to really be like, okay. You know, so once again, are you, are we really sure that we want to give bitches? I mean, we want to give teachers guns, honey, um, especially this one. Like, and I'm pretty sure there's a few more girls like her. Now, what really did her in was she was a dumbass bitch um, using her exact same picture um, and her location and, you know, her all the exact facts of how long she worked at the school and things in her podcast that people were able to put two and two together. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild out here. So I don't know, y'all. Y'all might, you know, y'all with kids. I don't have kids, but if you got kids, I think, you know, y'all might need to be looking at some homeschooling options, some you know, private, I don't even want to say private school, because you really can't trust them hoes in that either, but you know, you might want to look at some other options in educating your children, because these motherfuckers is out here having all the bad ideas, and doing all the devilment, and evilness, <laughs> and in these jobs that are meant for, for good work, um, good wholesome work, honey, I don't know, but yes, honey, Miss Diana Polovich, Volatich, whatever her name is, itchy bitch um she is a white supremacist beware even though she's gotten suspended and removed from that school you know who knows she might pop up somewhere else and you know everybody need to be on the lookout you know really research the people that's teaching your kids <laughs> you know i know parents and things you know we don't think about that because we operate in well i'm not a parent i'm gonna talk like i'm a parent but, you know, y'all operating off of when, you know, we was in school as, you know, for us adults, you know, when we was in school, teachers at bedside, they, they bring in movies for movie night. If they didn't want to be bothered, bitch, we watching Cinderella today <laughs> while I do this paperwork. Y'all sit here and shut the hell up.
you know, they, of course, they don't say that, but, you know, that's pretty much the sentiment, you know, at best. And if you really get out of hand, they just kick you out of class, girl. Do we, I mean, but now, honey, these girls are white supremacists and they about to be armed with guns. So I don't know for all y'all with kids and little ones, honey, I just think, I don't know. I think the school systems are really starting to be fucked in this country under this administration. So just beware um those were the really big main two big i guess things that really i paid attention to um on the celebrity tip i really am digging the new escape three i'm really digging the here for it some people feel are feeling ways they feel like they're trying too hard to be uh current and i don't i didn't get that i felt like they did a good job mixing the current with them you know this is escape in the current times like i don't understand this whole i do understand it but i just it annoys me this whole sentiment of because it's like with with these older acts there's a lot of older acts coming out i'm still i'm waiting patiently still for miss in vogue you know they coming out later this month And, you know, it's just a lot of these older R&B artists that, you know, they're coming back and really, and we need that, honestly, which is about to spearhead into my next, my main thought. But we definitely need these artists because, you know, there was a void and, you know, thank God that Escape is back. I really like them. You know, I know some people feel like, well, it ain't the same without Candy. No, it's not. But the thing with groups like Escape is that everybody can actually sing so and that's no shade to these current groups and these current girls but it's just just a fact like there was a time (laughs) where if you were whether you were in a group or you were solo you had to you had to have some talents you know if you didn't have the strongest voice like a bobby brown or janet or madonna actually we ain't gonna even put her in this equation um like a paula abdul or Jody Wiley, you know, then you had to be a dancer. You had to be an entertainer. You had to know how to do something. You couldn't just be up there being cute, you know. Now it's like you could just be kind of cute. And you could do a little choreography here and there. But for the most part, you know, back then you had to, like, a lot of people don't understand, honey. Miss Paula, you know, yeah, her vo- her vocals weren't that strong. But, bitch, that stage show that you saw, that you see, like, go online and see any of her choreography, her stage show. She choreographed all of that. She put that whole show together. She put her whole set together, honey. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you have to have talent. You have to be talented in some way, you know, you know, besides, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't have the strong vocals like that and, you know, what was I saying? What was my point? See, this is what happens when you smoke and you, and you start ranting, um, and about to light another one low key. Um, yeah. High key actually. Um, yeah, you you know, they can just actually sing, you know, all three of them. So I knew that they were gonna be okay when Candy said she didn't want to return for the you know, for the new project. I knew they were gonna be fine. Um I recommend it. I say go check it out. Um, Escape three. It's basically the same way they spell it, but instead of the E at the end, there's a three. So really it's escape three <laughs> but it's supposed to be escape and then the three and it's supposed to be the e and the three i don't know point is here for it it's a, it's an ep they have it out it's all on all of the digital streaming 
platforms. You can, you know, kind of check it out. I've been listening to it. It's really cute. I have no complaints. Um, and I just can't wait to see what else is coming out. You know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm real happy that a lot of these older R&B acts, you know, like the Invogues, the Escapes, um, when they did that, that award show, was it the Soul Train Awards that they did or the BET, one of them where they brought out 112 and, and SWV and all these girls, you know, they need to come out. Tony Braxton's about to come out with another album. We need these girls to come out. Mary is, is making a comeback and prepping for a new album. I'm praying Janet is doing the same. I think she's just relaxing after that tour, which is fine, girl. Get your, you know, rest, honey, because I know you, because I think she's about to take it, like, overseas. Like, she's about to do that whole leg of it. So, she's still doing that, but I'm hoping she squeezes some new music in there while doing that. Um, yeah, it's just time. Um, there's been a void for R and for good, authentic R&B for the longest, which takes me into my main thought. Cause um we're gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna be a this is a brief casting today because I have to do laundry and things. But my main thought is this uh great debate that's been going on for the past day and a half, and that is the debate of Bruno Mars being a cultural appropriator or an appreciator. Um Grapevine did this um kind of like panel thing where they had a whole bunch of different like well-known youtubers and bloggers and vloggers and people just who's really you know they're they're like the new you know commentary they're the new the new school these the uh, how am i trying to say this girl youtubers bloggers and vloggers I'll, sometimes i just be overthinking girl so youtubers bloggers and vloggers they all got together from this grapevine um, Justin J, Adrian Expressions, I think they were, that's what the, they were, went to New York to host. Because, um, yeah, they were on it and they were hosting it. So, yes, yeah, so I think that's what they, I followed them on Instagram and things. So, yeah, that's what they were out there doing. And uh, Sensei, who's another YouTuber that I really, really like, uh, was there. And they got under the discussion of Bruno Mars. And if you follow Sensei, she's just really cute tall black girl and she's always giving you like these uh videos on just her theories and her you know she does her research on different subjects as it pertains to race and pop culture and 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 you know all of that um her stance is that bruno mars is an appropriator i disagree and uh, and, and there's a lot of people who agree with her but i disagree um and I don't totally disagree with her statement about why Bruno Mars is popular in this with this 24 karat album. You know, Bruno Mars was always popular. Like he's done pretty good when he was doing the piano pop, but you know, the 24 karat, he decided he wanted to do an R&B funk kind of inspired album. And so he set out to do that and he came out <laughs> with these really good songs, these really strong singles. And it really was, it took, it, it took you back to like 1988, you know, for the girls that were around it, it, it took you back or, you know, who were somewhat alive. I was alive in that, in the late eighties, you know, I was little, little, like I was real little, but 
I remember a lot of the music in that time, the late 80s, early 90s, it it shaped me, you know, like I was three or four, you know, when Bobby Brown came out with Miss Don't Be Cruel and all of that. You know, I was when Belle Biv DeVoe came out, I was five, six, you know, their whole reign. I was between five and seven when they were out and popular and they had that album and you know just different things when the living color was out I, me and my family used to sit up and watch it even though they kind of i was not supposed to but i used to always kind of give them the pitiful face so they would let me watch with them you know so you know bruno grew up in that era you know he's around my age we're in our 30s so yeah you know that's something that inspired him and the reason why i say that bruno i disagree with the whole argument that bruno is an appropriator is simply because bruno mars has since doing this genre since you know getting success and accolades off of doing you know this r&b album he's done nothing but cite his sources every award show every chance he gets every interview he's always talking about how you know yeah this is black music i'm just simply i wanted to do and i was inspired by this these sounds and i wanted to do my own version of it or put my own you know yeah do my own version of it and you know i think we live in this era now where you know you just quick to label, you know, relegate somebody to this, to this section without really having a nuanced conversation. And I looked at the video and, and Sensei's, uh, whole, you know, reasoning why she's, she's done multiple videos on why she doesn't particularly care for Bruno Mars. And I, okay, I understand it, but I feel like my point of it is, is I feel like we are not really, you know, for those who are just quick to point the finger and call Bruno, you know, like I said, relegate him to this appropriator uh, barrel. I just feel like we're not, we're not really pointing fingers where they need to be pointed and blamed. And, you know, and really talking about why I think, why the Bruno Marses of the world are successful in the house of R&B. Um, and, and to be quite honest, part of the blame goes on us as consumers, us black, you know, folks as consumers, cause we did abandon R and B artists and R and B. And it also goes to a lot of these black industry gatekeepers and tastemakers and people in the music industry who <laughs> basically <laughs> sold out hip hop. I mean, sold out R and B who, you know, if you're going to get mad at um, Bruno Mars for making an R&B album, you need to get mad at all these black label heads and things that um, will pass over a black artist, a black artist doing authentic R&B for, for a white or a non-black artist who does a watered down version of it. And I don't think Bruno Mars's 24 Karat album was watered down. It was actually very, very good. I listened to the album. It's a really good album. It's a solid, good album. Like he really did, like he paid attention to everything, every detail, nuance about the sound. Like he really studied that. And I, I respect him for that. Like I really felt like it was 1987 and I had a high top face sitting in my room, with my boom box and I'm listening to the latest artists and I'm just getting my life. Like I really felt like I was in that 
whatever that world that Bruno Mars was trying to create, that R&B world, I felt like I was there. You know, you can't get mad at him for that. Um, but people are. I just feel like, like I said, I feel like, you know, the conversation can be, it can go a lot deeper because it really does, like, as a singer, as a performer myself, I have been in many a situation or many of open mic and or, you know, perform where, you know, the black folks, the black performers, you know, honestly, we'll get up there and we'll do our thing and it'd be some authentic shit. And, you know, the audience and, and, and if there's a, if it's a competition, because I've been in a few little fake me out talent competitions, they will uh, sit there and look bored and be all uninterested and, you know, just not really okay. Like, like, you know, I've seen it all. I've seen you ain't doing nothing new, whatever. Ugh. And then let, let a little white boy, white girl, non-black person come up there and do half of a run. They can get up there and just, ooh, and y'all niggas is throwing going ape shit, giving them honorary black cards, inviting them to these cookouts, uh, which is real foreign to me, honey. I'm just not quick to give it. I don't make, listen, I don't do honorary black cards. Okay, girl, if you cool, you cool. We ain't doing no honorary. You ain't, you ain't black girl. You just, you could be, a, you just a cool friend of the family, honey. That's how I look at it. He's a friend of, he, she, they are friends of the family, girl. <laughs> so, you know, we're not giving out. But anyway, y'all niggas is out here giving out black cards and he's invited to the cookout and we're going to make him honorary black. Y'all girls was doing that. So you, you know, the same people that's mad and call him all types of appropriators and on this bandwagon, not Saran, not a sensei, you know, her stance on Bruno Mars has been consistent, but I'm talking about everybody else. A lot of people, a lot of the, these people who are on this bandwagon now, y'all and, and that's nothing y'all be some of y'all faves are pro appropriators. Like this one dude I had this debate with on Twitter and he was just t calling Bruno Mars all types of appropriators. You was, you got post Malone all up and through your timeline, girl. He is definitely an appropriator and a culture vulture. You know, you got Justin Timberlake less. And that's another thing less we forget. And I think that's what it is. I think these folks, black people are more mad it's like late to the party mad. Like you just now getting upset, but yet y'all was letting just Timberlake shimmy Harlem shake and shimmy and shake it all up and through the BET awards. And once again, like I said, we got to go, we got to hold, hold our, our gatekeepers and our tastemakers and, and, in, and influencers, all those people in the black music world and the black entertainment uh, realm, you gotta hold them accountable too, because a lot of them was, uh, a lot of y'all faves, y'all, the Kanye's, the, uh, what's, what's, what's that, Kendrick, y'all, they were co-signing a lot of this shit too. Didn't, didn't Kendrick come out and say, uh, how we need to, uh, you know, let Iggy live and let Iggy do her? So, you know, you have to really point fingers where it need to be pointed. Um, we allow these, you know, people, and, and this is, I'm not even talking about necessarily Bruno, I'm just saying like in general, for the whole argument of cultural appropriation and stuff, as it pertains to R&B and hip hop and things, 
we have allowed and co-signed all these types of niggas, all these types of people to come up in here. And now that they in here and they eating and they winning, a lot of y'all want to be mad, but y'all was bumping they shit hardcore, you know, like after Justin did what he did to mother Janet, I ain't bought another Justin to Blake album, honey. Justified was the first and the last time I purchased anything involving Justin Timberlake simply off of that. But yet he was allowed to, like I said, shimmy and Harlem shake all up at the BT awards for the uncle, uh, for the Charlie Murphy, not Charlie Murphy. Uh, what's his name? Charlie Wilson for Charlie Wilson's tribute. Um, he was a he's been allowed to shimmy and shake all up and through black circles after the fact, after the fact that he threw this black lady under the bus. So, and that, and yeah, same thing. Miley Cyrus, what, uh, what's that nigga name? Mike Will made it. All these niggas, y'all, co-signed the fuck out of this little girl, and now uh, you know gave her all the beats. Probably gave her all the discounts on the beat, but charging all these niggas full price. Um, and look what she did when she decided that hip hop was done for her. Oh, uh, well, you know it's just sexist and misogynistic, and I'm just, uh, I just, I'm so over it. And I had to get out of there. It was just too much for me. Girl, what? <laughs> you know, so you, you know, I feel like if we're gonna get mad about Bruno, then we need to get mad at ourselves, as well as, like I said, we need to start holding a lot of these black uh, label heads radio people all these people that like i said they have a that play a hand in putting these people on you know didn't floyd mayweather have justin uh justin bieber all up on the money team you know that's what i'm saying like all these folks have been we've we've allowed them to be up in here and so now we're at this point where it's just a, I don't want to say winch hunt or a, but yeah, it's like any and everybody, you know, are, are, are quick to be labeled, you know, and I feel like we're putting the label on. People are just really mad because Bruno is successful and I understand the, the frustration, but like I said, we gave up on R&B a long time ago. We wasn't buying no R&B artists. These labels was dropping their R&B artists was not re-signing R&B artists, was not even looking for authentic R&B artists. All right, you know, the fact that, like, if you look at the music shows now, there is no category, no standalone category for R&B and soul. And we had R&B, we had soul, we had all these different categories. Everything now has been relegated to a hip-hop slash R&B category. So, you know... It like the conversation goes much much deeper, in my opinion. Now, um, so do I think Bruno Mars is a cultural appropriator? No, I really don't. I I think that he appreciates the art form, and he has yet. And I pray that I pray he don't make me eat these words, Jesus. But he has, as of yet, he has been consistently respectful. And he honors the genre. Um, I can't speak for his what he's going to do in the future, but I just pray he don't fuck up and put his foot in his mouth or say some shit because then I'm going to have to roast him. And then, you know, 
and I and I'm okay with eating my words, you know, for the sake of the truth. But, you know, yeah, I just feel like we in this current era, we really need to understand the difference between appreciation and appropriation, you know, just and stop quick, you know, being so quick to write somebody off simply because, you know, like I said, I agree with Sensei's point. And there was another point she made that I didn't really agree with. It was something to the effect of if Michael Jackson wouldn't be successful today, if he didn't have the light skin and something like that. I I can't. I have to go back and look at it and I'll probably bring it up again in the next in another podcast. But if this argument, if this debate continues, but I just felt like that argument was. I don't want to say it was, I don't, I don't want to, I'm trying to choose my words because the person saying it, I respect. So I don't want to be like, this is just stupid. She's a stupid bitch. Like, no, it's nothing like that. I just want to make sure that, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like by that logic, Prince, you know, wouldn't have been successful if he was dark skinned in his day. He definitely wouldn't have been, he, I feel like he would have been successful, but he wouldn't have been on MTV. So he would have been, he would have found some form of success. He wouldn't have been as successful, um, by that argument. And that's true. Cause MTV was at the time that Prince debuted on Miss MTV. MTV wasn't playing no black artists, um, except for Michael and then Prince and then Janet and Whitney. Those were the four. Um, but before that, uh, uh-uh. before them and even after them, not really, not so much, not until about, you know, 80, 88, 89, <laughs> did they really start playing good, good, you know, black music. Before that, it was all white, all rock and pop white people. So, um, the only, you know, like I said, you know, by that argument, it can be argued that Prince wouldn't have been, you know, that's one of the things that helped Prince. And I think with Bruno, oh, that's what it was. The argument was, you know, because he was a non, he's a non-black POC, so he's a safe choice, which actually I don't disagree with Sensei about that. I mean, like, because that's, that's my whole point. The argument can be said about Prince in his debut, when he debuted, if he wasn't a, a cute little petite light-skinned boy with this big curly hair, uh... MTV when they gave him a second look. <laughs> so, you know, a lot can be said. And then the fact that he had like a very mixed kind of band, like his band was, you know, white and black people, you know, that helped him. He, you know, it was timing and strategy, you know, timing, you know, it just happened to be that, you know, the whole light skin thing was cute for the 80s you know, movement. <laughs> so he happened to be light skinned and Michael Jackson, of course he got on there just because he was Michael fucking Jackson. Like, and then Whitney had the Clive Davis uh, machine behind her and Janet was Janet, you know, she's sister of Michael. So, you know, everybody got in on a, I won't say on a curb cause they, cause when they got in, they were still exceptional, but you know what I mean? Like they got in on these little things that helped them. And so with Bruno, I feel like, you know, that is a conversation worth having. Like, yes, he is a non-black POC into white people. He's a safer choice, but that doesn't relegate him to, oh, he's just being an appropriator. Like, 
I honestly don't even think Bruno Mars was thinking like that. Bruno Mars probably felt like, I want to do an R&B inspired album. I'm going to do an R&B inspired album. And he sought out to do that. He did it. It, it became a hit. Um, but the current pop culture climate is not his fault. Once again, if we're going to talk about the pop culture climate, we have to bring in these label heads and gatekeepers and tastemakers who curate, you know, the roster of artists that we get to see and get to hear, you know, it's a bit, it's a much bigger, much more nuanced conversation. So, um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, if you want to have a debate with me or talk about it with me, you know, you can always, like I said, I'm on Twitter at Nova Luxurious. Um, if you want to, um, get into that, I personally would love it. You know, I like a good debate. Um, I like a good discussion. And so to me, that is definitely a discussion worth having. Um, I think I'm going to cap it off right here because I'm going to go... Uh, get this laundry together and I got a full day ahead of me y'all so just pray for me that I get my drawers clean and you know everything goes well I hope and pray that everybody has a good weekend a good day and a good weekend and a good week um, once again if you want to follow me I am on Instagram at Nova underscore luxurious I am on Twitter at Nova luxurious and you can follow me on SoundCloud under the name Nova luxurious N-O-V-A-L-U-X-U-R-I-O-U-S and I just wishing everybody you know peace and love be on the lookout for lap of luxury that's my video it's coming out soon um yeah everybody be cool Mwah.